Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Welcome to Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. This is episode 17. Um, this is Bachelor in Paradise episodes, so let's see, six and seven. So Monday night was episode six, Tuesday night, tonight, episode seven. So again, just got done watching four hours of Bachelor in Paradise, actually starting next week. Um, they're only going to have one episode a week, which I'm kind of, no, not kind of, I'm really grateful for two nights a week, two hours each is just a little too much. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of glad it's, it's just going to be on Tuesday nights from what I understand. Um, I believe dancing with the stars is starting maybe not next week, but with the week after. So they have to make an allowance for that. I also heard the Matt James, they haven't come out with a cast yet for dancing with the stars. This is totally deviating from the subject, but, um, apparently they're just surprising you the first night it starts, but I have heard and seen like paparazzi shots of Matt James. So apparently he's going to be on. Yeah. So anyway, we, um, go to one night next week. Uh, I'm going to see how it works the next couple weeks on Tuesdays. I have them, a couple things going on. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to record until Wednesday. Um, but I will try to update you on that so that you know when to look for my, what is wrong with my voice? <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, all right. So let's get into tonight's no first Monday night's episode. Wow. Like, wow. That was, um, I have to say shocking. I can't, so I didn't watch it last night and I couldn't help but see, um, social media memes and posts and stories and all kinds of things that had to do with Piper and Brendan. And I mean, I, I could get a little bit of the gist of it, but wow. I mean, wow. Uh, I will get there, but, um, let's start, let's just start at the beginning of the episode, uh, which was where we ended last time. And we had Kendall coming down. So that's kind of the first storyline they started with, um, on Monday night was the Kendall grocery store, Joe. I'm just going to call him Joe. Is that okay with everybody? I'm just going to call him Joe. I feel like you'll know who it is if I just say Joe. So they, end where they they start where they ended with Kendall coming down calling him a butthead because yeah why would you not call someone a butthead when you're you know 30 years old um whatever but she comes down and they go have a talk and it starts out kind of funny because uh was a little bit of a communication barrier. Are you okay? I'm okay. I don't feel like, are you, are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I think I'm okay. Why are you okay? You, you are more okay than I thought you would be. And I was like, I am not okay right now. I'm kind of confused by this conversation. So I'm personally not okay. Okay. Uh, so we then have them have a discussion about the relationship, which to me, this was a bit confusing because I'm thinking, like, okay, keep in mind the whole premise I feel like of this week was for the right reasons and being on paradise for the right reasons. 
So it was very confusing to me that Kendall came on paradise and immediately goes to Joe immediately is wanting to talk to him. And she's saying that they need to have conversations that they never had because she, I mean, in so many words, basically, well, I think she actually said it basically says she still has love for him or loves him. And that the only reason basically they broke up was because of geography and that wasn't like they fought. It wasn't like, like bad vibes between them. And so where I'm going with this is I'm thinking, why, so why are you coming on paradise to have these conversations? If, if you both felt this way, is this not something that you would actually have a conversation about off camera and just like literally meet up, have coffee, have dinner, talk on the phone, like any hundreds of options. And so they talk about that and they talk about how they need to have some talks and figure some things out between them. And I don't know. I just thought that was very strange because I, I don't know. I didn't get why, why it had to be done here again, seems not quite for the right reasons to have to have the conversation on sand in front of everybody and cameras. So whatever. But, um, that was where they went with that. Um, however, that being said, I did feel like their conversation was actually a super healthy conversation and it seemed different than most conversations that are had on sand or even on bachelor and bachelorette, um, didn't seem contrived at all. It actually seemed like a very normal back and forth conversation between the two of them about their past relationship. And like I said, it almost, it seemed fairly healthy and like they were putting stuff out on the table that maybe they hadn't before. And so it was actually a little bit, uh, like entrenching to watch because I really kind of wanted to hear what the other person was going to say in response to the other. Um, and Joe actually mentioned at one time is like, you are avoiding the one topic that really was the bane of our existence. And apparently that was when he came to LA because she lives in LA. He lives in Chicago. He came to LA saying, why don't you just try and move to Chicago? Let's just see if that might work. And because all his, he grew up there, his family and friends are there. I, I got the impression. She didn't say that, but I got the impression that, you know, she just moved to LA and currently lives there. It's not really like her home base, so to speak. But he um, said she just refused to do it. Like she wouldn't even try. And she said, I told you that from the beginning that I wasn't just going to move somewhere for a guy. And he said, well, I, I thought at that point I was more than just some guy. And I felt like we had progressed our relationship basically enough to have you at least try it out, like just to see how it would work and you refuse to do it, which I thought was interesting as well, because it does kind of sound like she was really closing the doors and putting up that super feminism type of wall. Like I'm not making any man make me do anything. Well, okay. That's true for some things, but if it 
means you breaking up or not, then that is on you if you refused to do that. So they progressed to have this, like I said, fairly healthy conversation that lasted a couple segment segments long. They finished that, com- they always finish conversations so strangely because when they're actually showing them like speaking words back and forth, the last words they spoke back and forth were fairly intense and serious. And then they pan to Serena, who is just kind of like waiting in the wings to see what happens. And then when they pan back to Joe and Kendall, they like have gotten up off the couch and are like smiling and hugging. And I was thinking like, did I, did I miss something? Did I miss the end of that? Cause it don't feel like it ended super pleasant. Um, either way he goes and talks to Serena then. And again, okay. So side note, well, okay, sorry. Let me finish one thought first. So again, the conversation that he had with Piper, God, sorry, Serena, I also thought seemed very genuine and real because he was like, he just, I don't know. Joe just speaks normal. He doesn't speak in bachelor's talk. He doesn't speak in cliches. He doesn't speak in what he thinks you should be saying as a contestant in this game. He just like talks like a normal person would talk. And I love that. And so he basically sat her down. I I say basically a lot. I'm going to try to stop that. Um, He sat down and says, I'm trying to explain this to you. I like, I have feelings for her yet, but I don't like, I want to focus on you here now. And I, I'm not sure where things will go with her. I like, again, he sort of professed that he, he wants to be focused on her, but he understands that this whole situation with Kendall is very complicated and very layered. And he would totally get it if she like, it was too much for her. And so it was as if he was telling her, I, I want us to keep trying, but like he was understanding if she was just like this too much for me, you've got this two year long at this ex, you know, that you went out for, for two years, blah, 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 blah. And so he came at her very real, very honest. And then she actually was also very honest back saying like, so, so you're saying though, that there's a chance that like you, you might get back with her and I am at risk of being hurt. And he, but he says, you know, like, I mean, so many words he says, I mean, that's a possibility, but again, I have very strong feelings for you. And I'm telling you that like, I'm not focused on her. I'm focused on you. And so she made him promise that if he has feelings changed, if anything changed, that he would let her know right away and be honest with her. And he promised that. And with Joe, I totally believe that he would and will will and would, however it ends up, I don't know, do that. So I don't know. I I really liked this whole segment. What I was going to say earlier is that because of this, and because I feel like, I mean, I have to give the girls credit as well, but I feel like part of the credit, most of the credits due to Joe and just his vibe and his air about him and how he communicates. But I feel like he would be an awesome bachelor. There's like a part of me. I don't even know if that's in the cards at all. I don't even know if that's a chance, but I think just based on everything I've seen from Joe 
and the past, past two Bachelor in Paradises and even hearing him on his podcast, I think he'd be, he would make such a good Bachelor. Like it would be, again, super authentic. And he just would say what he thought. You know, anybody on board with that? I would not be unhappy to have Grocery Store Joe, a night one guy, guy went home and light one, be the bachelor. That would be amazing. So I'm kind of like, uh, I hope he finds his, you know, whoever ends up being, but if not, I mean, I say Joe for bachelor. Um, all right. So then what do they do then? Oh yeah. So then they just very briefly cut to Noah and Abigail. And it was kind of what I said last semester, last semester. It, the, I record these way too late at night. Um, last week, not last semester, um, when Noah and Abigail had their little, like little tiff and they had this little, like, do we really like each other kind of thing? So they did that again, but not really. They, they were like, oh, I just realized I really like the other one. And they had this talk and they decided that they're still going to stay a couple. And it was anticlimactic anticlimactic. And I feel like the only reason they stuck that in there last week is because they really, and really I do, I like Noah and I like Abigail. Okay. Um, and I feel like they want to give them airtime, but because their relationship is just going so well and so boring, there's no reason to give them airtime. So they had to give them some kind of airtime. So they made them like have this conversation or they like, um, encourage them to like, Oh, are you sure about him? Um, Anyway, so that was that. And that, so that was just, I don't know, that was an aside. But so now Noah and Abigail are officially together, I guess. Then we jump to the Kenny, Demi, Mari, Tia square. So we have Kenny coming back from his date with Tia. We have Mari, when he comes back from the date, like immediately grabs him and takes him to talk. Didn't even give Demi a chance. So, of course, Demi is not happy about that. So, Mari basically, ah, uh, sorry. Mari does tell him that she apologizes, tells him that she was wrong. She regrets sort of putting up those walls and saying she would potentially want to date other people. And, and she tells him that she still likes him and has feelings for him and would like to try it again with him. And he doesn't say no. He acts interested at the same time. They're showing Demi like having a flip out session with whoever is kissing her ass at the moment at the table by the bar. And she is freaking out. She's like, I am so sick of the drama. I'm so sick of the drama down here. Oh, she was talking to Joe at the time. And Joe, Joe, again, another reason why I love Joe. He's like, so you didn't think there'd be any drama down here? <laughs> which is so true. Thank you, Joe, for just putting that on the table to good old Demi. Um, but she is like the worst loser ever. As far as like winner loser, like that kind of loser. She is, I mean, she does not take rejection well. And she comes off as so, in my opinion, desperate. And I know you either love Demi or you hate her. I'm just not a fan and I don't think, I don't think her gameplay is that great. I guess she's getting the screen time that she wants. I mean, definitely the producers are putting her on the screen, but 
I, she rubs me the wrong way. I don't like how desperate she gets. I don't like how she throws herself and will say or do anything to get a guy to look at her because that is desperate in my opinion. And it's pathetic. I don't care who you are. It is. It's gross. I don't like it. So she's like throwing a fit. Um, then they have, uh, Okay. So then the next thing they show Marissa, she, it was her turn to kiss Demi's ass and like, you know, you deserve more. You need to go talk to him. You need to get Mari away, blah, blah, blah. Totally kiss her ass. So, um, Demi ITMs, which this was hilarious pot calling the kettle black here, but she ITMs that Mari is mean and entitled and a brat. (laughs) It's like, actually Demi I mean are you talking about yourself or are you talking about Mari because gosh she is good at just throwing out the the insults I mean she just and no holds bar and really it makes no sense because never ever have I looked at Mari and thought she seemed like a brat or mean whatsoever talk about me you're literally the one throwing out insults and calling someone every name in the book but they're the mean ones for sure. For sure. Yeah. I see that Demi. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't know. Again, sorry. I don't get it. If you're a Demi fan. Okay. But I don't get the appeal. I don't get why she's so full of herself. It's because if it's because she has a million followers, I, is there some people that are just attracted to that personality? She has got to be different in real life than she is on the show. She has to be because with the personality that she shows like on paradise, how do you, how do these people like her? You know, they'll show her on the side, like having like side conversations about other relationships going on. And I guess I'll be honest when she's talking in that respect, she usually has things to say that aren't untrue. And it's actually just her putting her input in, but when the it's like when the camera's on her and the storyline's on her, she just goes rogue. I I don't know. It's just such a weird phenomenon with Demi. I I'm not sure. But so um let's see. Oh, so Kenny comes and talks to her because after he has his talk with Mari, he wants to go talk to Demi. And she is like doing everything she can to like get his attention. And he basically, sorry, he says he was just with Mari and like, he thinks he might want to like talk to her some more. And she starts freaking out again. Like she can't believe it. Isn't she more fun? She's not that fun. And she asked how the date was with Tia. And he was like, I mean, I had a good time with Tia. And she was like, Oh, I didn't like, she started like pouts. And she's like, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted you to come back and say that. Like I was way more fun to hang out with. Why does she think she's so much more freaking fun than everybody? Don't get that either. Tia seems like a fun girl, but Demi seems like a brat. Like, I I just don't understand why she thinks she's such a fun girl, but she apparently does. So then it's like, none of this is working. So she whispers to him, hey, do you want to go to the boom boom room? Wow. I mean, wow, Demi, way to, way to make women look good. Like if all else fails, let's just throw sex at them. I mean, I'm not sex shaming, okay, whatever, but I feel like that, in in my opinion, that is not a good look for any woman to, if you can't win a guy on your own accord and you're just going to throw the sex thing at him, 
that is the most desperate, pathetic. I, ugh, that was gross to me. And he turns her down, which thank you, Kenny, because how tacky would that be? I mean, here's he looking like the, the man looking like the better, like the better character here in turning down the sex. He's like, I basically, Oh, stop it. He says, I just, I literally was just on a date with Tia. Like, I don't think it's right to go <laughs> with you 10 minutes later. Thank you, Kenny. Thanks for having some kind of a conscious conscience. Um, so then she gets all crabby and says she just wants to die. I calm down. Oh my God. I calm down. Um, so let's see. So cut to this little funny scene they're having of um, Thomas juggling. And we learn that Wells obviously must have the day off or the afternoon because we have two random bartenders that I've never seen. Um, but um, then we kind of start in with the Brenda, Brendan thing. And we have Brendan and Tasha talking, of course, unconvincingly. Like, I don't know if any of you listening have ever been convinced by them, but Obviously they've had this Piper thing out on as on the plate for the whole show. So we kind of knew this was going to be a thing, but even besides that, like literally they've never had chemistry. So um, they have them talking. Of course, that's the cue. Piper walks in. She immediately announces when they ITM her that she is there for Brendan, like no hesitation whatsoever. I'm here for Brendan walks straight downstairs with a date card to everybody says, I have a date card, reads a date card, immediately says, Brendan, do you want to go on the date? He immediately says, sure. And of course the heads are turning. Everybody's like, holy, like didn't talk. This is the first person on paradise this year, at least that didn't even attempt to talk to one other person, just puts it out there. And of course, Natasha's upset. And here's when the whole, like whole Natasha, I'm sorry, whole Brendan Piper thing starts. So, um, he, he goes to, he goes to Natasha. It's raining here. It rains a lot at this place, right? I mean, it's, I feel like it's raining as much as it is sunny on the show. But anyway, he goes, um, and like talks to Natasha before they go on the date, tries to tell her a couple times. It's a total coincidence that they show up, uh, that Piper showed up and that he, yeah, he, you know, kind of like had had a connection with her before the show, but that, you know, since she's there, he wanted to like explore that a little bit more and see if that was anything. Um, terrible at lying, in my opinion. He is not a good actor when it comes to trying to convince Natasha that like this is like, uh, again, totally coincidence that he had no idea this was going to happen, that there's nothing going off Piper. And it's hard to tell whether Natasha is like falling for it still, or if she's like already knows the bullshit that's going on. Um, but it seemed to super patronizing to me because he was like just basically telling, oh, sorry, telling her stuff that she just like he thought she wanted to hear and how he thought he should be saying. So she seems quite upset, obviously. Um, so we cut to Brendan and Piper's date where again, it was so, it was so weird how this was, and I don't know if it was the editing or not, but it, how it played out because it was like, it was like, 
they initially tried to make it seem like they were going to act like they were just, oh, we, yeah, we saw each other a couple times, but oh, you're here now. So let's look explore it some more. And they, so on the date, initially, like Piper made it clear she was there for him and was saying stuff like, you know, I want to make it clear. I came here to just pick up where we left off. Um, but then he progresses to like, not really acknowledge that statement, but says, you know, kind of brings up Natasha then and says, you know, I, that's who I spent most of my time with as far as another woman. And, but he minimized it obviously. Um, but you're still thinking he was trying to like, like not just jump right in. And, um, he told her like several girls pulled him aside and were interested at the beginning. And, um, she seems upset because she feels like, like she says something about how, like she acted upset and he's like, what? And she's like, I feel like we're not on the same page here. Like she seemed, she seemed confused why he was telling her all this. And then it starts all coming out and he's like, well, let me explain. Like, I did all this and I'm saying all this because I didn't want it to look like I had a girlfriend coming into bachelor in paradise. He says that. And she's like, starts laughing and she's like, Oh, I, I see what you mean. Like, that's not a good look. Uh, uh, no, no, not, not really good look. Piper, not sure if that's a shocking statement to you or not, but, uh, definitely is not, not a good look. Um, irregardless of, the people coming on here for followers and all of that. Um, I know that they've had, I know in this world where they all with the social media and how bachelor nation is like this incestuous pool where they're all, where they all hang out. It's obviously going to happen. But again, with social media being the way it is, I feel like it's super risky to like have a blatant relationship with someone and then come on paradise and knock it completely attacked by both the people on the island or whatever beach and viewers, because even me who feels like this is all a game and that it's all like, you know, somewhat staged and it is a lot of them are there for followers. I still feel like a lot of them come on thinking, well, if I find, because honestly more couples from bachelor nation have come off of paradise than they have the actual bachelor and bachelorette. So I don't doubt that people come there thinking they'll find love. And then as a side bar, well, if I get some screen time and followers, great, but to be so blatant about it as Brendan and Piper were here, I just, it was blowing my mind. So anyway, um, they decide it's not a good look. <laughs> they say that, um, and then she literally says, thanks for playing the game. Like literally says the words, thanks for playing the game. I can't wait to hear what Game of Roses podcast says about this. All of this whole segment. I cannot wait to listen to them. Um, but they literally are like admitting then in the rest of this segment that, that they like set this whole thing up. And they're like just like that they totally had a relationship going into this and that they did it so that they could play the rest of the relationship out on bachelor in paradise for the fame. And I just, it was crazy to me, which I'll, I'll say on, on Tasha season, season, 
I did like Brendan. I did. He seemed like such a genuine guy. And Piper, I mean, I wasn't a, like a huge fan. I didn't like love, love, love her, but she was fine. I didn't have any problem with her. But man, did they show another scheming side. And she just, I don't know. It was shocking to me. Um, so then they, whatever, I cut to commercial when we come back. It's like, it's like the next day or whatever. And, and they are like, completely acting like a couple and being super cringy, actually like touching each other's faces and playing with each other's hair and just being, ugh, being super cringy. And of course, everyone else on the, on the, I keep saying Island. It's not an Island. I get that. It's a beach. Um, it's starting to like red flags go up and Natasha, then they show Natasha. Of course she's upset. And, um, Natasha pulls Piper. So we were, I was like, Oh, I totally thought she was going to pull Brendan. She pulls Piper instead. So she pulls Piper and basically just confronts her and it, like starts asking her questions that she had already asked Brendan and wants to know what, what, like, what's your history? Like I've heard rumors and I've talked to Brendan about it, but I want to hear from you. Like, what is your history? And initially Piper's kind of downplays it as well, obviously, because part of the whole game that they're playing. But then when she asks specific questions, they conflicted from what Brendan said. So she asked her like, how many times did you guys see each other? And she said 10. I I also specifically remember him telling Natasha that they like saw each other like twice. And she was like, "Mm, that's interesting because Brendan said only two times. And I mean, like Piper didn't really have any kind of response to that. And then um, she said, like, how long, like, when did you guys meet? And Piper told her like two months ago. And she said, uh, that Brendan said a month ago. So, and Piper also told Natasha that they like had a date, like, I don't know what it was. It was like two days before he left for paradise. So it wasn't like she was, Piper was sugarcoating it and acting like they totally weren't a thing, but yet she was downplaying it. She was very good. I have to say she was very good at the gameplay and putting on the game face and putting on the poker face and just like minimizing it to Natasha. But, um, she, Natasha gets mad, of course, and tells her like, basically, oh, sorry. Well, it is basically accuses her of like, like, are you guys just doing this to be on a TV show? I don't understand if you guys were a couple, why would you come to paradise? And this question was asked like a hundred times on this show by not just Natasha, but so many other people, which is a very, very true question. Why? If you're in a relationship and you already have someone that you really, really like and are into, what is the point of coming to paradise except literally only to get followers? So it's still coming yet. The the very most interesting part is still con- is coming. Um, then they show, they show uh, Brendan talking to someone that I, you can't see who it is. I don't know who it is, but he's like, Natasha honestly didn't have any options anyway. So almost as if he was doing her a favor by like giving her the rose because she didn't have any other options anyway. So what a dick, like what a dicky thing to say. So now Natasha goes and pulls Brendan and 
he comes out and says that he doesn't think that their relationship, he was, he acted like she should have known this. And he said, you know, I, you know, that this really is, never was romantic and never got intimate. And she was like, it's, it was never, you never thought it was romantic at all. And he's like, well, you know that I said that. And she's like, you never said that. He's like, well, you, sh you know, it was clear that it was never romantic. Okay. And, um, she asked him too flat out if he did it for TV and, he kind of like acts like he's all offended, um, which haha. -ha. And um, he says, you know, it, it's, it just happened. This was again, tries to claim that this was all a coincidence that Piper came. And he said when he went on the date with her, that his feelings just exploded for her then. And they just really came out full force. And Natasha completely, which along with all of America rolled their eyes, like, come on, you have one date with her on paradise and all of a sudden you're like head over heels. And, um, she, he, I mean, he, in my opinion, he kept digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole. He just, and he, he also insinuated to her that she, cause she said, why, like, why did you do this to me? Like I could have pursued other things, but you made me feel like, you know, I was the one you wanted to pursue. And he's like, but who would you have pursued? And she, she was super offensive. Like, what was, oh my God, he was such a, I was so disappointed in this Brendan because I used to like him and he was such a dick on this, sh on this show. And so of course she got offended by that. And, um, he said something about that's not the core of this. And she goes, no, the core of this is that, well, you're a liar. And he like gets up, like looks at her like, I can't believe you would say that. Um, I, whatever. So that, and that conversation ended not, not like not great, but he didn't give a crap anyway, because he didn't have never gave a crap about Natasha. Um, so, I mean, again, the, the thing is about it is that I do really feel strongly that everyone that comes on the shows does get paid. They do are interested in the attention, the screen time, the more, followers it will get them. I think all the people that have come to paradise have already gotten a taste of what being like an influencer on Instagram has brought them monetarily, um, opportunities, all of that. They've all, all, all have gotten a taste of it already because they've been on another bachelor show. So this only will expand that. And I feel like that's true. To, and I do that. I've heard that they get paid actually Tia I think it was Tia on this show that confirms it. Like when everyone was going off on the two of them, she's like, why are they even here? Clearly it's because they thought, Oh, we can have fun on the beach. We can get paid. We can get more followers. So that confirmed that they do get paid. I think they all get paid differently depending again, how big they are. But, um, so that being said though, that they all do come there for that reason. I I'm not aware of, two people being so blatant and so like scheming and manipulative about, about that specific reason, because I do feel like everyone, I, again, I think I said this already, but I do feel like that most people that come on do have some interest in maybe finding someone again, because there have been quite a decent amount of success stories come off this show. But anyway, I just, I was just blown away. So, okay. So, uh, so, okay, I'm going to read this because 
this conversation was just blowing my mind that they were having. So they were, they were, they had Piper and Brendan actually sitting on this couch, totally separate from everybody. And they were discussing literally how many followers they each had prior to like the seasons they were on. And then after, and specifically Piper was like, they were saying that before uh, she was on Matt's season. So before she was on her season, she had around 10,000. And that by the time it was over, she was like, I think I had like 78 or something like that. And <laughs> they actually were talking. They actually said those words. And then Brendan says, the best part is the amount of times your name will be brought up before you're even on the show. That's what he says. And Piper says, yeah, that's what Serena was saying. So Obviously, this these conversations are also had between the contestants, too. But Piper says that. She goes, that's what Serena was saying. You're literally going to get more screen time before your foot even reaches the sand. This is a conversation they were having, the two of them. They're on camera, on mic. I, what? What are you? I, I, I think that I saw a Bachelor data is a, an account, like a bachelor like Instagram account. And she like literally all she does is collect data at that. I think mean, everything from how many, how many follower gains the players have to um, how much screen time they have individually to like any kind of data and analysis that you can have about the show they have, she has. And if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look it up, but I believe that she saw or, or that the data showed that actually after that show, it annoyed people so much that both, especially Brendan, but both Brendan and Piper lost, lost a bunch of followers after Monday night show. Like they actually, I, I she had it like in graph form. I don't remember the numbers, but literally after the show, like Brendan was kind of gaining, gaining, gaining so far on all the, sh on all the episodes. And it like plummeted after the show on Monday, you have to look it up. It's called bachelor data. Instagram. Anyway, so, so there, and then Brendan says, literally people are coming. Brendan says, literally people are coming for my whole existence and you're stressing about Instagram. Like they joked about that and then they left. I, and then they continue to talk about their, their strategy and like how, like how, like they feel like they're, I don't know. It just seems like they feel like they've pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. Like they totally plan this from the beginning. And then, then he starts talking about Natasha and he was like, Oh my God, I was getting so annoyed by her. And she was like, I know. And he says, I'm really actually surprised she's still here. Meaning I'm surprised she hasn't like just left because she was so upset. But like, he was like saying how annoying she was and how it like, Oh my God. I was, I was so annoyed. And I was just, I, again, I can't even express to you how this just blew my mind that this was there. I mean, they know they're mic'd up. How, how are they thinking that they're anyone's going to go for this viewers or anyone? I mean, uh, anyway, so, uh, oh, let's see. Um, he says, I don't want you to, he, he jokes with her. I don't want you to get more attention than me. And then they full on keep just freely talking about this whole scheme. So, so, okay. So that they quit that for a little bit and I thank God my mouth was just hanging open, but then we go back to Demi and, um, oh, sorry, sorry. That was the end of that first night. 
Okay. Sorry. I was like going to through my notes here and I, okay. So that was night one. So like tonight's show starts with, um, basically Demi. I said, basically again, Demi is continuing to literally throw herself at Kenny. Um, suggests again that they go to the boom boom room. I'm like, will you calm yourself down? I obviously the piece of ass is not that good either because he turned her down again. But then we get a new host comes out, Titus Burgess. I'm sorry, I do not know who Titus Burgess is. I maybe I should, but I don't. Uh, so he comes out and he says he's having this party, but it's like a VIP only party, and only certain people are invited. And he proceeds to name all the people that are invited. Some are coupled up. Some are like hat, like parts of the couple. Um, Kenny is one of them. Demi is another, but he doesn't like read them together. Um, so it was, it didn't seem like there was a rhyme or reason really to who he was inviting. So all the people get ready for the party. They walk to this place. They walk into this little place. It's like a, it's like a club. Looks like a club. They have a like a DJ set up and a bar and balloons and whatever. So it's like a, it's like a club. They show Demi on her hands and knees. In my opinion, embarrassing herself again on the dance floor. Not what sure that dance move is, but okay. And um, but the. The, was it Titus Burgess again? He walks in then and welcomes into the party and announces that shocker. Some new people are here at the party. Some girls. So they're girls. Okay. And the girls are, they walk in and it's Chelsea from Matt season. I love Chelsea. She's a really, really tall runway model. Uh, love her. Uh, McKenna from Peter season, the one that had the, like total like facial, like she was Justin on Peter's season with all the facial expressions. Uh, Al Alana and a lot, Alea. Alana. I don't really remember either one of these girls, to be honest. They both, I think were on that season, but, and I think Alana went home the first night. No, early. I don't know. I don't really know either one of them, but it was those four. And Chris, okay, to remind you, Chris is this also this freaking weird ass random guy who came with uh Chasen that they were the smoke bros. Like, okay, that's so funny. But he's still left or he's still there because he's with Jacinia. So they both were at the party, he and Jacinia. So they were two of them that were like a couple. Well, obviously the producer set this up like this kind of stuff is so obvious to me. Like they, they do this for a reason. Like of course they invite Jasenia and Chris because this Alana, I think that's her name <laughs> comes in. And apparently I, on the last episode of my podcast, I had told you that I had heard that Alana, or actually I think it was on my story. I'd heard on another podcast that the way Chris and Jasenia knew each other's, they both hung out in San Diego, San Diego together with this group of bachelor people. Well, apparently Alana was part of this group as well. And Jacinia actually confirms that and says that at one point he, she was throwing herself at Chris and she didn't think it was a good look. So, but Chris, as soon as he sees her, like, like beelines to her and was like, Hey, let's go talk. And Justinia was like, okay. So they go talk in quotes and 
totally is telling her how into her he is and then kisses her. Justinia walks in, kind of sees it. It's awkward, but okay. I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm not going to spend that much time on this because I a, am shocked that we were tortured with the amount of screen time that Alana and Chris had because Chris is a no one. Sorry. He, he was a night one as well. Went home on night one on Claire season. No one remembers who he is. He kind of gives me the creeps. He feels like he, it's like, it feels like he's trying, he's acting almost like he seems like the most unauthentic, non-genuine guy. I, I don't know. He just, ugh, he gives me a super creepy vibe. Not to mention at this club party thing, he was a complete jerk to Jacinia. So he comes back out from their little meeting and tells Jacinia, like, I'm not exactly quite sure. Like, I'm kind of confused and I'm not really sure where I stand. And she's like, you literally said the opposite yesterday. And he was like, I just, I'm not just, not, I'm not just, I don't know. And again, like was trying to manufacture lines that made zero sense with what I mean. I it was so cringy, like just terrible. Um, again, some more stuff happened with this, but I don't even want to give it like this airtime because it got way too much airtime tonight, period. So, but basically what happens in a nutshell is that then some woman comes out, but I think I wrote her name down. Um, Olivia, someone, I don't know who she is, but she came out and sang for everybody. She sang a couple songs. Everyone's dancing, but basically what they feel, sorry, basically stop. <laughs> what they focused on was he and this Elena girl. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Completely making out the whole night, like full on making out while they're dancing right in front of Jacenia. And everyone was getting pissed for Justinia. Riley was pissed off about it. Kenny was pissed off about it. Everyone was pissed off about it. So then they just finally showed Justinia walking off and she gets into a suburban and she goes back to the beach. Um, in the meantime, all the other girls whose men went there were all worried that they were going to come back with someone else. No one else. They, they didn't even show McKenna. They, they would, you saw her in the background a couple times, Chelsea, they never, the other three girls, you didn't hardly see at all. It was simply focused on, this was simply, simply a party to focus on Chris and Elena because they didn't show anything else, anybody else, nothing else. It was so weird to me, like nothing else. It was just very odd, but, um, okay, let's see. So then we jump to the next day. Mari is, um, Again, she pulls Kenny aside and professes her interest in him, talks about how much she likes him. And then he finally comes back and says, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but I'm actually really like you too. I don't remember the last time I felt this way. So they basically, sorry, I'm just going to use the word. They agree to kind of try it again. Uh, so then, <laughs> so you know what's coming next. Uh, so he needs to go break the news to Demi. Um they actually, to back it up, both Mari and her, I mean him, agreed that they would both leave with each other. Like if right, regardless of the roses or anything, she was like, I would leave the, sorry, I would leave the beach with you right now. And he said he would too. So he goes to talk to Demi and 
like the second she sits down, I think she knows what he's going to say. And she just starts throwing the insults again at Mari talks about how mean she is. And she's totally rude to everybody, which again, I, I don't think I've seen Mari be rude to anybody. She seems like she's super nice and is a really good friend to a lot of the girls. And, but God, it's just like Demi is so, it, she thinks that if she throws out all these, ins, it, these insults about Mari and completely puts her down, that that's going to change Kenny's mind. Like what kind of angle is she trying for? And does she not realize that it's, that's not going to work and it probably will do the opposite. Cause actually while she was doing this, he's like, Demi, like Demi, like almost like stop. And she just keeps doing it. And, um, I don't know. It just comes off as so pathetic. I just think it's so desperate and pathetic, but she can't take rejection. Um, she's like, then she like is reversed with the sex thing. She's like, you have sex with me. You have sex with me. And, and, um, and then you just go and do something like this. And I was like, okay, hold up. Like, I'm sorry, whatever your opinion is on that whole like topic, but no, in my opinion, that is not acceptable. You can't choose on one hand to try and use sex as a weapon to get a man and to basically beg him to have sex with you. And then the one time, the one time he does out of the three times you beg him, he does, but you come back and use that against him and say, you had as if he forced it on her or it was non-consensual. Like I did not like that at all. I was not that, that was, that was not okay with me, her using that. It was a complete act of desperation. Um, but then she's also again, throwing out like the, I'm such a fun time. I'm so fun. Well, you're not fun. You're <laughs> being super annoying right now. So she says that like a hundred times. I don't know. She's a freaking lunatic, but I guess she got the hint finally. So that ends. Um, then they show, okay. So again, I'm going to skip over this real quick because I just, I don't want to give it the airtime, but it, it happened. So Elena, 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 whatever the hell her name is, she comes down the steps, like the party ends. And those four girls that came weren't there the next morning, which was also kind of confusing because I wasn't sure like what, what the deal was like, are they staying? I don't know. So they had, uh, they had her walk down the steps, like a, coming to the Island. She has a date card. Of course she asks Chris and they did this whole thing where Chris tried to talk to Jacinia and get her permission. And she's like, you know, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, I don't care. Do what you want to do. So Chris and Elena go on this date. I honestly, people, I fast forwarded through the date. Cause I, I didn't want to see it. I don't care. I could care literally less about these two could care less about them. Um, everyone back at the beach is attacking them because they, okay, this is the irony. They, especially Joe, especially grocery store. Uh, no, I'm just going to call him Joe. Um, they, he was talking about how this seems so contrived that they actually, he's like that it was obvious they had a relationship before and now they're just using the show to come on and get more followers. And like, like literally the exact same thing as Piper and Brennan, like exactly the same scenario. Only I don't even think it was quite as blatant as Brendan and Piper, but they had all these people on the beach talking about it, especially Joe. 
and and Riley, they both were like definitely team Jacinia, which I was in favor of that because he was a total douchebag to her at that party. And I don't like I said it a hundred times, don't like him, don't even know the girls, so don't know either of them, could care less about them. So but they decide on the beach that they feel like it would be better if they just go home. So um when they come back from the date, Joe confronts Chris immediately. Chris and and Riley's standing there, Jacenia's standing there, and like everyone on the beach starts hearing them go out at it. And they kind of all <laughs> from a little distance gather around and they start just laying into Chris about all these things I've just talked about, about how it just seems so contrived. Why would he do this to Jacenia? He was such a jerk. If he just came on the show for TV time and to get attention. I think Joe even said something like you had, you went home early on the bachelor and you thought this was your chance to get famous again. So you just come here and, and like, there was like a tiny, tiny, little, 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 little sliver of me that like, as they were totally attacking him, the look on his face was like, holy, like, wow, I'm getting attacked. And I little bit felt sorry for him, but then I only lasted like a second. And um, they basically told him, I know I said it, they told him that he should leave. Like they wanted him to leave. They thought he should just leave and go. In the meantime, Elena tries to interject and just, does anybody care what I have to say about this? <laughs> like three people at one time were like, no. And she just looks around like, okay. And she walks like away. So when they finish with him, he goes up and talks to her. He says he thinks he's going to leave. She's like, you're going to leave and just leave me here with all these people. What am I supposed to do? And he's like, well, I don't know. I just feel like I should leave. I was going to ask if you want to come with me. She's like, what? Like, I'm not going to, I just got here. <laughs> he was like, he gets up. It was such a weird freaking interaction and it's such a strange thing for, for the producers to spend so much time on on this show like it just felt like they both were totally acting like it just was i can't even verbalize how just strange it felt so he gets up shows him packing they show her then get up but she yeah you don't know for sure she's leaving well sure enough she leaves Nobody says goodbye to anybody again, which I don't think anybody cared, obviously, especially in this situation. But she gets into the, one of the Suburbans to leave. And then they show him with all his stuff. And he was going to get into a Suburban. <laughs> she was sitting in the Suburban. And she looks at him. She's like, this is my car. <laughs> he was like, okay. So he closes the door and gets in a different one. So like, what? I, I Like, at least I wish they actually would have ended it where they were like, yeah, we did have like we did have this connection beforehand and we just were here for each other. And like, they left together and they even were like, he, it worked or something like anything. But it was like, they spent all these time, all this time on these two people who nobody even knew they were terrible actors. If that's what they were doing. And if they weren't acting, they just were horrible TV and wow. And it ended weird. It was so strange. I, I, that's all I have to say about that. Thank God they're gone. Uh, in the meantime, and what happens in the meantime, while they're showing all this, is that then Chelsea enters the uh, beach too. So on her own. And she also has a date card. I Again, I love Chelsea. I just think she's gorgeous. And I just, I follow her on Instagram and I just think she's so fun to follow. But 
So she comes down. She talks to a couple people. She ends up choosing Aaron and they go on a date. Becca and Aaron are supposed to still be kind of together. So Becca was like, I love her on the, she is just like stands out so much from everyone else. She's just like a class act. Honestly, I just like, I, I wish actually there was more of her on the Island because when they left together, she was like joking and she was like, okay, well, I'll just go. Nice meeting you guys. I guess I'll be going home next. Um, you know, doesn't like bitch and complain and cry and Oh God. So, um, but then they show her talking like to, I think it was like Kendall and Tia who's the, I feel like they're probably the most seasoned players with her. So she was confiding in them and saying how different this was. I mean, obviously it's different for the bachelorette, but how, you know, when you're the bachelorette, you have all these guys pursuing you and coming after you and it's all about you and you don't have to worry about ever being kicked off and all of that. And here you're just completely at the mercy of who comes down the stairs next and how it's so different for her. But again, while she's talking about it, she's just super articulate. She's not crying. She's not, whining it's just i don't know she's next level um but then tia comes in like then they like kind of jump to the nighttime and tia comes with a day card and it's for becca and like again she jokes that there's not a whole lot of people left you know most people are spoken for but she ends up choosing thomas and um so tammy is currently with thomas who you know I'm not a big fan of Tammy either, but again, class ass, class ass. No, well, maybe a class ass, uh, Becca being the class act as she is decides to, um, first talk to Tammy. Yeah. So she pulls her aside and, you know, just wants to like talk to her about it before she actually goes on the date and give her the heads up. I don't know that she was looking for her approval, but she was just handled it again. So classy and so much so that Tammy like couldn't fault her for it or anything. And was like, you know, I, nothing will ever change our friendship. And I appreciate you coming to me. And you know, if only everybody would handle it like this. So, so her and so she goes and asked Thomas then, you know, if he want to go on the date and he accepted and, um, you know, I mean, overall, there's not a lot to say about the date, except that it just seemed like it went well. Um, they talked. He, I don't, you know, she said she didn't know a whole lot about him, except just the fact that he, you know, was kind of famous for like wanting to be the bachelor um, back at the beach. Like a lot of the people are talking about, again, still, is he there for the right reasons? Blah, 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 blah. Um Tammy's still upset. She's crying, whatever the whole thing. So I'm not sure where that goes. They come back from the date. Um, again, there's not that much to tell about the date. They just had to talk. They danced a little bit. They laughed. They, it was fine. They came back. She kissed them. She said she wouldn't have wanted to go with anybody else. And it was what it was. Um, so I'm not sure exactly where that's going to go, but that's how that ended. Um, let's see. I talked about all of this with Chris and Elena. So yeah, I, that was basically it. That was the, um, that was the second show. What was odd to me though, was that on the second show, they literally did not show Brendan and Piper at all. So they ended it with them with just like jaw dropping scheming on their part and didn't have them on at all 
on the second show, but yet had the almost exact same storyline with what their, whatever their faces are and decided they just told them both to basically leave. So what, like, it's so confusing. Finally, at the end of this second show, I guess I missed that part. Finally, the second show and the second show, they had Natasha, which obviously she would be the one that would, you know, bring this to everyone's attention, even though we all already know, like they kicked them off. Why aren't they treating Brendan and Piper the same way? Like, why are they not attacking them and getting upset with them and doing the same? It's exactly the same thing. And then actually to give her credit, Demi also said the same thing. Like, I don't understand how this is any different than Brendan and Piper. So I'm assuming they're going to carry this on on the next show. I certainly, certainly, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so because it can't just end there. I just, I can't. (laughs) Anyway, so it was interesting and I will be anxious to see next week what plays out. I don't think there's going to be a lot, a whole lot of new people coming on anymore. I'm interested to see if the other because I had Chelsea and that Atlanta come on. I'm curious if McKenna and the other girl are going to, I kind of doubt it. Um, so poor them, <laughs> they were asked to come on paradise and they were like, were in the background and that was about it. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Let me know. I have an Instagram account, reality of the Rose. I also appreciate all you guys listening and telling other people about it, rating me, reviewing me, if you will. I've so much appreciated if you do. Um, as always, I'm going to end with a Bible verse. This is Ephesians 4 verse 2, and it is, Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. So again, I appreciate y'all listening. I will um, be in touch with you probably via Instagram as far as when next week I'm going to release, whether it'll be Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, but we'll definitely have a show for you next week as well. Um, Take care and see you next time.